0: I am so excited to tell all of you listening and Eleanor all about our first ever time traveler story today. We're going back to the 2000s baby when a man appeared on the internet to tell us that he was from 2036 ready to save us all from impending doom.
1: I was wondering when we would wade into the murky depths of time travel I don't think there's a single thing that I am less prone to believing than time travel because it is so easy to fake. And I feel like very hard to believe. Uh, The only time travelers I believe in are the Jonas Brothers. I actually am a little bit familiar with this story and I'm going in a little biased, okay? But I'm excited for this one. Let's do it.
0: Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm Loie, your evidence expert, not an experienced time traveler, sadly. If I could, I certainly would. However, I am stuck in 2021, like the rest of you.
1: That is a tragedy. (laughs) I'm Eleanor, your skeptic. We can be Doc and Marty today. I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. Oh, We taught, but we always see the car
0: on the Universal Studios lot. Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet.
1: We might find the answers we're looking for, or we might just scare ourselves into staying up all night, but one thing is for sure, we are glad to have you guys along for the ride. This is gonna be a trip.
0: An OG internet urban legend.
1: That's true. One of the forefathers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The forefather traveling back from 2036 to save us all. (laughs) This is truly, I mean, I love when we talk about a mystery that is so based on the internet because as we have said in so many of our episodes, the internet is the wild, wild west. And sometimes when we look back at like early 2000s, late 90s internet, it was even wilder than it is today.
1: Oh yeah, no rules, no like systems, no formats. It was amazing. I wish I'd been old enough to be around during that internet. It was probably so just like bizarre.
0: I think my earliest internet experiences were probably, oh my God, when I was like eight and I would waddle into my mom's classroom. So, like 2001, mm-hmm. my parents were both teachers and I would waddle into my mom's classroom and I would, um, well, I would do one of two things. Either one, I would go on the World Wide Web and I would play Neopets
1: okay as you should neopets and webkins my neopets have not been fed in years they have perished your neopets are might be the thing that is persistently haunting you actually throughout (laughs) your life feed us we want an omelet there was like a period of time where neopets tamagotchi webkins club penguin we were fed the content baby oh my god it was a golden years of like flash player games
0: Well, sometimes I wasn't allowed to go on the internet. So when I wasn't allowed to play Neopets, I would sit there and paint and I would make a hamburger. So I would make a hamburger on windows paint and I would make it from the top down so that I would just make a circle and I would, I would color that circle Brown. And then I would color it like a a different shade of Brown for the burger and then yellow for the cheese and then green. And then like, so it was just one circle, but in my head, I was making a hamburger.
1: Was it always a burger? Always. I don't know why. Why? That's incredible. It feels like we're all being told to
0: go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science
1: Versus, we're like,
0: what the f is going on?
1: Forget the crap online and listen to Science Verses. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon.
0: Well, while I was playing Neopets and making my fun little paint burgers, in late 2000, a man by the name of John Teeter was posting all over the internet to several message boards, including, this is a fun little throwback, Art Bell's message board, like his forum, I guess. He had a paranormal late night radio show uh, that he was the host of. So John is coming onto the internet and he's like, hey, everyone. <laughs> I have an announcement to make. Also, hello. Uh, but I'm a time traveler. I'm from 2036, and I have some stuff to say, okay? This, we, we might need to apply the tinfoil hats for, like, two seconds just to, like, picture the reality that John claimed to come from. Because it is wild. Okay. You know what's so interesting is, you know, he's posting this in 2000. 2036 was like almost 40 years away and people had to be like wow that's so futuristic and now it's like 15 years from now
1: yeah isn't that crazy nuts literally insane When I um, was first looking at our script, my first thought was like 2036 is not far away at all. Not at all.
0: To think like that this man was a full on time traveler. And not only was he a full on time traveler, he claimed that he was a soldier and he was sent back because a computer virus had swept the world and he needed to grab a computer from 1975, specifically the IBM 5100. We have a photo of it today in our um, in our notes. And this thing is just incredible. It doesn't even look like a computer. It looks like a relic. I mean, just weirdly sleek, like I kind of dig the design.
1: I was reading that he was kind of validated in the minds of some people. This is on Wikipedia, so I don't know how valid this is, but he had mentioned parts of this computer that were unreleased, I guess. Yeah. So like people believed he had to be a, in some way like a computer developer or a tech developer. I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sure I am, but there's like a theory that it is this pair of people and one of them is a computer developer. So I don't know if we're going to get into that later.
0: No, you know, I focused mainly on like what he had to say about the quote unquote future. So I'm glad you brought that up with the computer. You might be wondering why this computer, like why this Tomorrowland ancient relic? But I guess that it was just some detail about this specific build of computer that they needed that exact one in 2036 and I guess had no access to them. But like you said,
1: it was validated because he just knew things that like one could not know. Did he ever give more information on like what this virus that swept the world looked like, this computer virus that like took out all technology or was he, did he kind of just keep it vague? We're like, we're sticking to the matrix. Like, (laughs) you know, it's just computer bad.
0: No, super vague. Like you said, matrix, like, (laughs) okay. So John Teeter says, you know, he's supposed to be going back to the seventies to go snag this computer. So everyone's like, man, man, why are you in the year 2000 then? Right. Uh, like, did something go wrong? Like, what's happening? And he said, oh, no, no, no. I'm only in the year 2000 because I'm on a detour to visit my three-year-old self. hmm So for four months following this, John would come back and respond to every single question online on these forums, wherever it was that he was posting. And he spilled a ton about supposed future events. Examples including that a second civil war breaks out, dividing the U.S. into five factions, and Omaha is the new capital.
1: Omaha. (laughs) As soon as I read Omaha, I knew it was bull. Yeah. (laughs) Like, honestly, John, if you had
0: said that Texas was its own country, okay, I may have believed
1: that. Florida has annexed itself via potentially natural disaster, sure. Like, who knows? California breaks off, potentially, I would say even inevitably, but like Omaha being the capital of the country now, please, John, please.
0: So not only did we get a second civil war in John's future, I guess, in his reality, uh, we also had World War III and supposedly that broke out in 2015 over a Russia and US nuclear issue. John claimed that he was able to, you know, come to the past and tell us about all of this because not only is he a time traveler, he's actually from a parallel universe, from a parallel dimension. That's convenient. So John says that, you know, he's from this parallel universe, which adds so much to the, the the concept of time travel now. So not only are we hopping from decade and, you know, millennia to whatever, now we're actually crossing over into separate universes, which adds a lot to the questions that I have about time travel.
1: Like, why a parallel universe? Like I said at the beginning of this episode, this is why I just am never going to believe in a time traveler, because I have never heard any evidence that for any reason this could happen. Like, you're telling me about, Like let's say cloning. Like we know scientists can clone things. Like we've cloned sheep, right? Like you could clone a person potentially, but there's absolutely no evidence practically for time travel, at least that I know of. So like, it is all just sci-fi, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, that's all you can think about is him in the the time traveling car, just like going back to the seventies, picking up a little computer. Then he makes a pit stop in 2000 to be like, hey bud, You want to play catch with yourself? But what's interesting is to this day, no one knows for sure who John Teeter is. The internet has spent decades now trying to
1: figure it out, but no one has ever come forward claiming to be John. Someone has come forward claiming to have partially been John or been consulted on for John. In 2018, a multimedia artist named Joseph Matheny, he created the alternate reality game Ong's Hat. (gasps) Uh, he said that he worked as a consultant for unnamed individuals responsible for John Teeter. So he has at least, like, said he had assisted in the John Teeter story. And he said it is, quote, a story that was created as a literary experiment by people who were observing what I was doing with Ong's hat. And these people wanted to do something like that. I was a consultant on the project, but it wasn't my project.
0: That is fascinating. That would... I have never heard that before. And you know I'm so into alternate reality games, that would of course clarify that John Teeter would have been a work of fiction.
1: It's an ARG, right? Yeah,
0: not necessarily someone going on the internet to try to dupe people, but a storytelling experiment.
1: <gasps> it does make sense because these things are so outlandish. They do sound more like a book than anything. I mean, we just lived through 2020, granted, like the most dramatic year probably that we will experience in our lifetimes. And it still doesn't come close to the United States, like breaking into factions and World War Three and Omaha. Like it sounds like a story.
0: Interesting that you said the bit about it sounding like almost like a sci-fi book. Up next, we will dive into social media, the internet, books, literature, so much more to try to get to the bottom of John Teeter and solve the case for ourselves. Okay, I'm about to throw a lot of information y'all's way, but I swear it's all in the sake of investigative. Uh, I don't know. Just, I'm trying to figure this out, man. I'm trying to figure out who was responsible for John Teeter. We still don't know. People don't know. And there's actually just so much interesting stuff around it because the John Teeter Foundation is like a limited liability corporation. It's an LLC. Mm -hmm. This means that the owner of the business is not liable for any debts incurred by the business. LLCs are not hard to get. A lot of people have them for businesses. It's very simple. You just file some paperwork, pay a fee. So, you know, keep that in mind. But this foundation has done some interesting things. It doesn't seem like it's just like a shell that somebody popped up. So it's unclear what they do (laughs) most of the time, Uh, but they did publish a book called John Teeter, A Time Traveler's Tale. And with what you said about the alternate reality game, Uh, that is so interesting. Maybe it was all just promotion for this book. Mm Mm-hmm. That being said, people still want to know who's behind John Teeter. who made up this story. They want someone to take credit. They want to solve the mystery.
1: Interestingly, there is a website called Hoax Hunter. And in 2009, they ran an investigation and found that it was, uh, you said Lawrence Haber. They said it was Larry Haber, but I imagine very much the same person. And Larry Haber is a Florida entertainment lawyer, uh, and his brother is a computer scientist. So they deduced that it was very likely that these two were the ones who had constructed this story, probably, like you said, for the sake of selling the book. You are literally coming in and solving the case today. The case has been solved by Wikipedia, baby, but I will happily tell you in my voice. <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of the World Wide Web, an odd website sprung up called the JohnTeeterFoundation.com. Now, it contains a code, I guess, or contained a code, and no one is sure what it means, but again, goes back to the idea of an augmented or alternate reality game. There are thousands upon thousands of guesses, even if you just like Google search it, there are so many people who still have not fully solved the puzzle, but are trying to to this day. Now, of course, John Teeter, the man posting on forums claiming to have time traveled is completely gone. He stopped posting on March 24th in 2001 with his final words being bring a gas can with you when the car dies on the side of the road. Ominous. We talked a little bit about Art Bell earlier. John is posting this all over Art Bell's forums. Of course, Art Bell is gonna talk about it on the podcast, the podcast. I'm like, literally, I'm just sitting here and I'm so in my podcast mind on his radio show. I do apologize. But like, John Teeter, whoever they were, fully accomplished exactly what they set out to do. They were a marketing genius in the early 2000s by posting this to a paranormal radio hosts' forums. They reached the perfect demographic, their audience, they got the attention of the radio host himself and they got so much publicity,
1: then a book was published. I was about to say, did they ever sell anything? But yeah, they sold the book. Like it really does all make sense, huh? Now, speaking of websites, there's actually
0: another website. I know we're getting very deep, <laughs> but this one not called JohnTeterFoundation.com, but just johnteeter.com. This is supposedly a fan run site uh, by one Oliver Williams, but- People theorize that this could be John Teeter. However, there's like no follow up on this. It's just like, what if he is, you know? I definitely think we're much more on the, I called him Haber earlier, but the Lawrence Larry Haber mm-hmm. thing. I think that's much more on the nose. Of course, TikTok is in on it trying Always. to see rise. <laughs> who could it be? Um and it's led the way for more people to come forward saying that they're from the future.
1: Yeah, why not? I'm from the future too. I mean, you apparently like everything he's ever said seemingly has been disproven. None of it has come true and he's still very famous. Like why not just start prophesizing, I guess. Okay, listen, you
0: just said everything that he's ever prophesied. Like, all of it's been disproven. None of it's come true. He's supposedly in this alternate timeline or whatever. But, like, why do people still care so much? Why are we talking about it on the podcast? I think that it's because, like... We've never fully solved the case. No one knows who John Teeter is. No one's ever claimed to be him. It's still a mystery. And there's this thing. I just learned this word. It's a big word. So bear with me. (laughs) The Zygernik effect is a psychological phenomenon that states that people remember unfinished tasks more so than finished tasks. So it's like when something's not wrapped up clearly in your head, you're more likely to remember it and want to close the loop. Like it causes stress in our brains. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll think about, oh, I got to go to the post office. Oh, I got to go to the post office. Oh, I got to go to the post mm-hmm. office because it's not done. Right. But we'll forget 30 times over about something that we have fully finished. Paying the bills. We don't think about it except for like the first of the month because we get it over with. It's true. But you'll think about
1: these things that you haven't finished up. And I think that's really interesting. I do think it points to the fact that, like, the storytelling abilities of these people. Like, it literally gave us Hunger Games before Hunger Games. You know what I mean? Like, it is just kind of an interesting, weird story.
0: The last theory as to why everyone is still so obsessed with it is that His story technically cannot be, quote unquote, refuted. Okay, yeah, there wasn't a civil war in 2015. There wasn't this, there wasn't that. But he came into it and he was like, I am from a parallel universe. So no one can be like, oh, well, that guy was
1: just some dude in a basement. I mean, I can be. I feel comfortable saying that. I feel like that just gives like, just an overarching excuse for any person who ever suggest anything like it doesn't even have to be that they're from a different universe they can easily say because i prophesied it it didn't happen (laughs) like we avoided it you know what i mean there's always that's what i meant at the beginning i will never believe in time travel because it is like you can never prove or disprove it it's just not true (laughs) i don't know okay first and
0: foremost do we believe that john teeter was like a real person with the name john teeter no probably not okay John Teeter LLC. Making sure that we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Definitely a stage name, not a bad stage name. I like it. However, do we think that, you know, I'm looking over my questions here at the end and it's like, did he help to prevent this World War III? Did he stop the computer virus from ending the world? And it almost just feels silly knowing what we do, especially with the stuff that you brought in about the probably very real people that were behind this do we think that the people who were behind john teeter whether it is the entertainment lawyer and his brother or it's someone totally different do we think that they always went into it knowing they wanted to market a book or were they just doing something interesting on the internet kind of for the first time they had to be some of the first
1: doing something like this I mean, it sounds like, remember the multimedia artist from 2018, he said that he was asked to work on this project because he had already created an ARG online. That's right, yeah. And this is right after The Matrix. I think it was probably, I mean, whether the book was the end goal or not, it probably started as somebody who, like, yeah, just thought this would be a cool story to tell. And as soon as it got a little attention, uh, yeah, it makes sense he'd sell it in some form or another, right? Totally. Totally. Do we think this would have popped off the way it had were
0: it not posted in 2000? Because something I didn't mention before
1: is the craziness around Y2K. Do you remember all of that? He also predicted Y2K. John Teeter made predictions about Y2K and like talked about it. That was also talked about in the um the hoax hunter website like investigation. Interesting. It's almost like Heaven's Gate. I mean, much less sad and dramatic. Right. But we were like, you know, it kind of makes sense that they believed in that comet because of like what was going on in pop culture at the time and the prevalence of aliens. It kind of makes sense that, you know, people would believe in this time traveler during a time when sci-fi like The Matrix was so popular and the Internet was so new.
0: You could not have wrapped up this episode on a more beautiful point. My goodness, my bestie is literally an investigative researcher today. You brought (laughs) such a new perspective to this. (laughs) I am so happy with this episode. This is so much fun. We wanna know what you guys have to say about John Titor. Was he a real person? Is he a time traveler? Do you have theories about who could be behind him? Let us know all over social media with hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. For now thank you all so much for listening we are once again your hosts loey and eleanor also known as the gruesome twosome and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you you can find all episodes of the podcast internet urban legends for free exclusively on spotify
1: don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at lowybug and at snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast network on Twitter. Stay gruesome friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast slash Management and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, and Ed Simpson from Wheelhouse DNA.
0: Sound design by Ron Shapiro, with associate sound design by Mike Ramos.
1: It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Yumi Shin, and we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor, better known as Snitchery. AKA the gruesome twosome.